0: Thank you, Eric. Uh, I am the light, I am the flame. How many of you know that to be true about yourself? I am the light, I am the flame, more than the spark, right? We want to be the flame, right? You guys know that? Yeah, that's why we come together and gather together each week here at Unity Spiritual Center so that we can remind one another and remember this truth together with one another. And so uh, we are beginning a whole new series today. And this year, for those of you who remember the year, the theme is, does anybody remember? I heard it. Go ahead, say it louder. It's about imagination, but just not any imagination, right? It's about the courage to imagine, right? The courage to imagine. And so we began the year talking about just that. Well, what does it mean to have the courage to imagine? And we ended that particular series with the understanding that imagination and the courage to imagine takes more than just being um, in our mind without taking action. So I'm just seeing Lily up here in the front row who just passed her bar exam. Yay! Right? Yay, Lily. And so I know you had the courage to imagine passing that bar exam, but I bet it took a whole lot more than that, right? Yeah. So we also have to take action, right? And so we ended that series and began another series with the action that Jesus took, our way show, our teacher, our example. How did Jesus walk? What was the way he showed us having the courage to imagine? Well, now it's time for all of us to step into that, having the courage to imagine and take action based on that that we are imagining. And so we are starting a seven-week series on living a creative life based on Genesis. And I'm Pulling my information from uh, Eric Butterworth's, Butterworth's book, Living the Creative Life. So, in um, biblical scholarship, everybody pretty much understands if you're a biblical scholar that Genesis and that story of creation is not a literal story, right? It, it's not like God created in day one and day two and day three, but it was a, a story, an allegory, to help the people to understand how life began, right? It was a story that was passed down from generation to generation, initially orally, sharing this is how we came to be. This is how we separated from God. This is the result and the consequence of that. But it was allegory. It wasn't literal. So unity takes that a step further, and we take a look at that creative story in the, in, the, in Genesis, and we look at it from the perspective of how we can eat take the lessons, the messages that are there, and apply them in our life so that we can begin to create from a conscious level, following this conscious process. So how many of you know that you are a creator? Almost all the hands went up. How many of you know that right here, right now, you are creating the life of your dreams? So let me ask you this. How many of you have things that are happening in your life that you really don't want to be happening in your life? Right. So where is that creative genius? Right? Creating the life of your dreams. Right? So it's easy to say and own, yes, I'm creating that when things are going well and maybe not so much at other times. And I have to be honest with you. I have a question whether or not we truly are in everything that's happening in our life the creative energy behind it. So let me share with you a story that, that happened to me that got me questioning this. So back uh, when I was in college, my senior year in college, I was re- living in the top of a house on the apartment on the third floor. And very strangely, every time I'd go away for the weekend and I'd come back and I'd come over the hill and I'd see my house there with that apartment up there, this flood of relief went o- around my mind. And I thought, oh, thank God my house didn't burn down. Where'd that thought come from? That was weird. I never had that thought before. But from that moment, that house on, every house that we lived in, when we would go away for a period of time and I'd come back, I couldn't stop the thought. There it was. It would be there again. Oh, thank God my house is still standing. It didn't burn down. I don't even know where that thought came from. Then, on December 30th, 2001, we were visiting my parents up in northern Michigan, and it's like 4 o'clock in the morning, and, I, and you know, a phone call at 4 o'clock in the morning is never a good thing. And I hear my mom, and she's kind of in a panic, and so I go out because I know something's wrong, and I hear her yell up the stairs, and guess what she yells? Joanne, your house is on fire. Right? So we packed everything up, and and headed back home, eight-hour trip, not knowing, not knowing what we would find. Well, in the weeks that followed and in the months that followed, I began to ask myself that question, like, did I create this? Because all of this time I've been saying to myself, every time I come back, oh thank God, my house is still there and it didn't catch on fire, and now my house literally did catch on fire. So, I mean, am I that powerful of a creator? Are we that powerful of a creator that we can do that, right? And as I sat with that question and wrestled with that question, I eventually came to the point of understanding that I don't know the answer to that. I I don't know the answer to whether I truly, literally created my house burning down. But what I do know is that in that moment that that was now my awareness, my house had burned down, I got to choose how I was going to create in that moment. What, what was I going to come to that moment with? How was I going to approach it? What was I going to do with it? Because we have to be careful that we don't hold each other and ourselves in this place of blame and shame about what is occurring in our lives. Right? Anybody ever hear of metaphysical malpractice? So for those of you that don't know what that is, it's when somebody looks at you and says, well, now Karen... What did you do to create this situation in your life, right? And it's with that, it's your fault. You did it, right? And it's this place that we blame one another and shame one another, and things, I think, in life just happened. I have this belief, maybe you share it, I don't know, that we're here on earth to learn. Anybody share that understanding, right? We're here to grow, We're here to learn. We're here to understand more and more of who we are in truth. And I think that we come into this life having experiences that help us to do just that. And maybe before I got here, I made an agreement with myself that, you know what? At some point, that's what you're going to go through. And you're going to learn from it and stretch through it and grow, right? So when we talk about this idea of living a creative life, that I am a creator, and you are a creator, and together we are creating this world in which we live, I want you to hear that what that means is that where my focus is, is right here, right now, in this moment. What am I creating? It's the only moment that truly exists. So what am I creating right here and right now? And we are are all creators. So, as I said, we're going to be using the book of Genesis, the first chapter of Genesis for this series. And so, all right, I want you to think about that situation in your life, right? The one that you really wouldn't create if you were really open to being a creator, but that there it is, it's in your life, and I don't want it to be here. What is the first thought that you go to when you think of this experience, this person, this situation, this Whatever that's in your life. What's the first place that you go to? Fear. Anybody go to fear? Right? Fear can show up in lots of different ways, right? It might show up as worry. Anybody go to worry? Right? Anybody pace? Anybody wake up in the middle of the night and their mind just goes round and round with those thoughts of worry? Right? Okay? Panic. Panic. Right? Anybody go crawl into bed and pull the covers over your head and say, well, I'll just hide until this goes away? Right? I mean, we have all different coping mechanisms, don't we? For how we're going to meet those moments. But what we're talking about here, we always talk about this here at Unity, but what we're talking about here is consciously creating this moment, this day. So where do we begin? The scripture tells us in the beginning. God. In the beginning, God. This is where we need to go right at the very beginning. Right when we wake up in the middle of the night and the the thoughts start spinning round in our mind, we need to go back, oh yes, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Let me me turn back to God. Right? When we're having an argument in a relationship and our relationship is being threatened and we're now getting really worried what's going to happen here, take a breath. In the beginning, God. Let me go back there. In the beginning, God. Because the fact of the matter is, Eric Butterworth tells us in, in this book, but we all know this, that there is nowhere that God is not. Our very first principle, God is the only presence and the only power in the universe. Wherever we are, God is. We sing that every week. Do you believe it? Right? Wherever we are, God is. We're told in this book from Eric Butterworth that we are like a wave and God is the ocean. Right? This is what he says. Realize that you and God are inextricably linked in a mission of co-creation. Surrender to the idea that even as a wave is the ocean expressing as a wave, so you are the allness of God expressing as you. Imagine this ocean, and you can see, right, the individual waves upon the ocean, right, moving across the ocean, always one with the ocean, always containing everything that the ocean contains, even as we can see those individual waves. And if we could see from that perspective of us, we would see that we are breathing and swimming and moving and having our being in this ocean of God, this divine mind consciousness, where all possibility exists. And that within that there's this perfect divine idea of you. You are an individualized expression of the divine and that that's you coming up as that wave. But always, always underneath of that you that's coming up as that as that wave is that fullness, that allness of God that is expressing. And wherever God is, the fullness of God is. So God is light, and God is love, and God is life, and God is strength, and God is wisdom, and God is peace. God is all possibility. So wherever you are, that is. And then we wake up in the middle of the night, and we have whatever that day's worry is on our heart. And we forget. We start to think that we are small. We start to think that we can't figure it out. We start to think and define ourselves by our problems rather than, in the beginning, God. And right here, right now, where I am, God is. The fullness of God is. All that I need is. Scripture goes on to tell us that In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the water. Darkness covered the face of the earth. There was a void there. How many moments of your day are filled with mystery? Right? Really, we don't know. From moment to moment, anything could happen. And that's part of what can drive us crazy. How many of you are comfortable in the mystery? Right? Maybe a little. The mystery is hard. The not knowing is hard. How many times have you said, if I just knew, it would be so much easier? Right? But creation and creativity and creating the life of your dreams means that we need to embrace that mystery And to know that within the mystery, within the darkness, within the void of that mystery, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Even in the midst of the not knowing is that light and that power and that presence that is God. Now, we're not talking about like the light that we see when we look out into the world, right? We're not talking about the light of the sun, or the reflection of the sun on the moon, or even all of the stars that we can look out at night and see. We're not talking about that kind of light. That kind of light hasn't even been created yet in this story. That doesn't get created until day number four. So that's a clue that this isn't a physical light. This isn't a light that we're going to go look out there and, oh, look, there's that light God created. This is an inner light. That inner illumination, that inner light that you are, that has been lit within everything that has been created, it's actually the very essence and the substance out of which all of life demonstrates. That's the light that we're talking about here. Let there be light. In the beginning, God, let me breathe into that moment, that remembering that wherever I am, the fullness of God is. And that from that comes the light of the divine into this moment, in through and as me, and in through and as you. This is the first step of the creative process. It begins with God. It begins with remembering that inner light that you are and that I am and centering there so that we consciously create in this moment not from a place of fear, worry, lack, limitation, suffering but from a place of remembering the truth. The God of my being is greater than any circumstance in my life. The fullness of God contains everything that I need. Wherever I am, God is. Let me bring that forth into expression. And we do this individually, within our own individual lives, and we also do it together. We create together, don't we? We're creating uh, our world out there together, through the activity of our mind, through the creation of our mind. Uh, The Daily Word today was on peace, world peace. How many of you believe that world peace is possible? Well, if world peace is possible, it has to begin within each and every one of us. And so if each and every one of us embrace this idea of I am the peace that is God, let me turn to God and let me turn every area in my life where I am less than peaceful into a demonstration of peace. And collectively, as we each do that, we begin to heal the energy that's here on this planet that creates things like wars. We create collectively here in community, don't we? I mean, here at Unity Spiritual Center, yes, it was a divine idea in somebody's mind at one point in time, but it took a hundred years. We've been here demonstrating, right, each of us, Collectively adding our energy into what Unity Spiritual Center is today. And as we are here today being conscious creators of Unity Spiritual Center today, we are impacting Unity Spiritual Center from this point 100 years out. Do you see that? Can you catch that? The process of creativity. Remember when you were young, like a teenager, And you didn't realize that the actions and choices that you were making on this day were going to impact you 20 years from now? Right? We want to be conscious creators, recognizing that the actions that we are taking together here today, the choices that we are making here today, are creating this community called Unity Spiritual Center well into the future. Because that's the way the creative process works. We all come together. In the beginning, God. We might all have our own individual ideas of what it means to be in community together, right? I mean, James might have his idea. This is how Unity Spiritual Center should show up. And Don here might have his own idea. This is how we should show up as Unity Spiritual Center. And Jim over there, he might have his own idea. This is what we need to be. But we, as conscious co-creators together, go back to, in the beginning, God. Let's listen, let's be aware of, let's be attuned to what is God creating? What is God's vision for this community? What does God see that we can be? And let us tune into that and bring that forth. So we all got together last year, right, and had this beautiful project soar. and that's what we did. We listened, we got still, and we listened, and we came up with hundreds of ideas of how the Spirit is wanting to demonstrate in through and as us. And we've done so many things already. Things like that parking lot with all of its amazing words. Things like creating silence before our services, 20 minutes till till 10 till, before each service if you want to sit in the silence. We had this idea that we wanted to do more together because we like one another. So how can we do more things together? How can we travel together? So how many of you are going on this trip next March with unity to travel together? We have to see lots of hands here, right? So we have these opportunities. We also have an opportunity to be in fellowship and in social activity with one another, right? So from that was born this idea. We've got Gourmets for God. How many of you have signed up for a Gourmets for God experience, right? So we have these experiences that are taking place to connect one another and in the process raise some funds for Unity Spiritual Center. Hey, what a beautiful divine idea. So here's the piece about these divine ideas. We also cannot get so attached to the way these ideas are going to show up. It's going to look like this, darn it. And then we resist anything else that comes along that doesn't look like this. That's called needing to be in control. That's called not making peace with the mystery. That's called forgetting in the beginning God. So rather than clinging to what we think our creation ought to be, we let go, and we let God, and we stay open to reimagining these divine ideas when they need to be reimagined. And so how many of you have heard that I had this divine idea to have a hardcore hike? Anybody anybody hear that? Hardcore hike. Eight miles, hiking up and down the ridges of the Cuyahoga Valley National Park, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, this is a good one, God. I like it except that nobody has really signed up for it. And today's the last day. What other divine idea do you have, God, that I can reimagine? Reimagine this creative idea that you've given me. And so this week I want to tell you I'm so excited because I have figured out how to make that hardcore hike one in which if you'd like an easy hike... A medium hike or a hard hike, there will be different exit points that you can take to come on this hike with me. And the beauty is, for those of you who haven't signed up yet for a Gourmet for God experience, there's hardly any names on that particular one. Go put your names down. (laughs) We... Oh, Bob's got a question. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. (laughs) So I share this all with you, with this remembering with you, that we are here. To create our lives. That if you don't like what your life looks like today, that you have the power to make a different life for yourself as you center in this here, this now moment, and ask God, what's your vision for this day? What's your vision for my life? What's your vision for who I am called to be? And as we go through this series of living a creative life, here's what I don't really want us to do. I mean, it's okay, but I'd like us to go deeper. I don't want us to say, oh, living a creative life, I'm going to create these new external circumstances. So I'm going to imagine a new car. I'm going to imagine my vacation. I'm going to imagine a new wardrobe. I'm going to imagine these outward things. You can do that, and that's okay, But I want to challenge us to stretch and to grow into the courage to imagine. And where it takes the most courage to imagine is to imagine yourself as the Christ that you are. I am here to demonstrate in this physical form the Christ light that I am. I am here to have the courage to imagine what that would look like. I am here to imagine in whatever the circumstance that is unfolding in my life, what would it look like to turn back to God in this moment, to allow myself to be illuminated, and to meet this from my Christ consciousness. Are you all willing to do that with me? All right, so we begin with our spiritual practice this week.